This is episode 18 of the Lombard Trucking Podcast. Welcome back, everyone. So glad you could be here. You know, when I got done wrapping up episode 17, and I'd finished editing and making sure everything was in the right spot. I had checked the Anchor app in a couple of hours and saw that I had already had four plays on it, which, uh, you know, to some people who make podcasts or content, I'm sure that's small time for them and they don't, you know, they wouldn't think twice. They'd actually be upset at seeing such a number. But I actually couldn't believe it. I thought it was phenomenal that in the afternoon, it was evening when I had uh, fully uploaded it. I'd say probably around dinner time is when it was up. I, I forget the exact time. But to see that it already had four plays like that, with four people literally immediately took time out of their day, which was also a weekday. And, you know, lended me their ear for, you know, about a 40-minute episode, which is pretty cool. And I don't know who the four of you are. And if you're listening now, I can't thank you enough. I'm going to go ahead and assume that those four listens are probably somebody who I don't talk to that often. Maybe we don't keep in touch a lot. But you've been keeping in touch with me via this podcast. And, you know, that's part of the reason why I made this thing the first place so i just wanted to give a quick shout out to whoever those people were and also to anybody else who has been listening since i started this thing back in october uh it's pretty awesome since october you know i've made 17 episodes and the anchor app has told me that i have over 2,000 total plays which is still really cool uh compared to those four who just listened off the rip after episode 17 just to know that of 17 episodes i've had 2000 total plays it's pretty outstanding you know i don't really market this thing a lot i don't boost any posts i just kind of record off a whim and lay it down there just to tell a story so thanks again for listening coming at you live now at time of recording at a love's truck stop in staunton virginia i'm actually on my way up to connecticut now and before I kind of bring you up to speed, the reason why I'm going back up to Connecticut is unfortunately my grandmother recently passed away. This is my mom's mother, phenomenal woman. Her name is Carol Homa, maiden name of Carol Happy, which I always thought was the coolest thing. Her maiden name was literally just the, the word happy, which was actually a derivative and direct translation of the French word for happy, which is l'heureux. L apostrophe H E R E U X from when her family came to the United States from Quebec. My grandmother's a super smart woman. She graduated as valedictorian of her class from Seymour High School in Connecticut. Spent a career as an educator in the Seymour school systems, teaching both French and English. Her husband, my grandfather, was also an educator himself. He was a principal. Now he's passed away. Um, 22 years ago, since 2000, and so she's been without her husband for 22 years. Uh, But even in that loss, she lived a mission possible life and was very positive and true to her maiden name of living a happy life. She loved her three daughters so very much, including my own mom, and she loved all of her grandkids. Um, I used to love going over her house Growing up, you know, she was always there to cut up some pears for me. Always had plenty of desserts on deck. Really an amazing woman, somebody to look up to. I think the biggest thing 
to look up to her most about is probably her faith. She was a diehard Catholic, huge fan of Jesus Christ, and uh, she's now moved on and finally could be with him as well as her loving and caring husband. I'd say that uh, part of the reason why I even have this podcast is because a lot of her DNA runs through me. She is probably the smartest woman I've ever encountered in my life, and I guess without that passed on to me, I don't know if I'd have the maybe the language or the brain power to you know bring kind of my life and my story and everything you know to voice into context and as content. So I have to give a lot of credit to her. A lot of my gifts, all of my gifts that I have, are only results of my family and a lot of my surroundings, but they directly come from the DNA that I was blessed with from my family. So um, it's unfortunate that my first trip home as an owner-operator has come at the news, unfortunate news of a passing of a family member. But nonetheless, um, it just adds to uh, the story, adds to the experience. So with that, let me bring you up to speed how I got here and how I'm able to how I'm even able to take this trip up to Connecticut. I last left you off on my first load as an owner operator, which was that power only load that went from the Dallas area up to Oshalata, Oklahoma, home of a Walmart distribution center. So from there, I brought that JB Hunt trailer full of water all the way up there, dropped it off, everything went off without a hitch. Uh, the JB Hunt 360 app I'd say is probably one of the most user-friendly apps for an owner-operator or a fleet owner. You can book the load right there on the app, negotiate, get a hold of the broker. And then not only that, you update in real time when you arrive at the shipper, arrive at the receiver. You upload documents by taking pictures. Uh, It's pretty crazy the technology that takes place uh, a lot of this all used to be done over the phone and then over transflow fax machines at truck stops now they still have those there's no shit fax machines at truck stops where you'll fax over bills of lading after you complete a, a trip or anything or you, you get them done or you compile all your bills of ladings throughout the week and you have them in before a certain time on Friday or Saturday, so that way you can get paid from brokers or from you know, the customers, direct shippers, what have you. But now a lot of this is done you know, on apps, and I'd say so. Where J.B. Hunt may not be offering the best rates out there, although many are negotiable and you are on an open bidding market for them, their app made it very easy to finish everything and also get a hold of somebody if I needed to. I was able to easily get a hold of somebody when I needed to find that empty trailer in the first place to get loaded to get up there. So when I dropped the trailer, I was empty, just a bobtail, just a tractor, and I had to head back over to Gravit, Arkansas to finally get really road ready because at this point I didn't have an electronic log and technically it was still legal given I had just purchased the vehicle and also had to plate it in Texas. And I was going to get the logs anyway. So if anything happened, it's not like it would have ran into any issues. But I needed to go to Gravit, Arkansas, because I am powering under the authority 
of the company I was driving for, R&R Solutions, like I mentioned in the previous episode. Now, to be fully legal on the road, your truck needs to display the motor carrier number and the DOT number, as well as the company you're leased to on the si- on both sides of the tractor. <laughs> and, and this is a this is non-negotiable. If you're gonna if you're going to pull a load, you need to actually have this on there. So before I had any decals, I actually had uh, paper and written in Sharpie, R&R Solutions, DOT, MC, and I put it in like a sheet protector and taped it to the doors. I also had to print out what looked like the fuel tax stickers or IFTA stickers and tape those on the side of the vehicle as well. While I was with Pam Transport, I didn't put new IFTA stickers on the side, and I was given a $200 citation just for not having the fucking sticker. I had the paper copy of the fuel tax license, but just not for having a sticker, I had a $200 citation. Now, it's no marks, it doesn't go against insurance, but it was still fucking $200 I had to come out of pocket for because I didn't have a goddamn sticker. This is what the DOT does. This is what they talk about in their meetings. They, they need to know... Uh, they talk about what stickers you need on the side of trucks as they haul freight around the country because that's really the important stuff going on. This is what the Department of Transportation does with your tax dollars. They sit around and have meetings and talk about stickers on trucks. But anyways, before I go off on a tangent. So I get to r It's awesome. I get all my licenses because I need my New Mexico permit, the California one, the New York, etc. You need all these different permits and I have them all set up in a binder. They printed out some cool vinyl decals. I posted pictures and videos and I've been posting on Instagram and TikTok of what it says. You know, it's really cool that the uh, side of my truck has the company's name on it while also saying leased to uh, R&R packaging. So it's awesome. It really does hit different when you have your name on something. So I got there and then from there, all right, it's it's fair game. We're getting after the money now. That's what it is. So I have one last thing I need to get, though, to really be able to get out there and get after it, is I need this toll pass. Now, the toll pass is coming to the business address, which is obviously back in Texas. So I needed to get back home regardless. All right, so get myself from Arkansas back to Texas. But I need... I, Look, we got a truck payment coming now. We need money to come in. But guess what? We lucked out. Just like I've mentioned on many episodes before, we had a QualServe load that was paying 1000 bucks to go literally 300 loaded miles. It's a really good uh, per mile rate. And so that was really a no-brainer. And that gets me at least back to Dallas. From there, I can find a short haul because I'll have an empty trailer get myself back to Austin. And this is where I started really getting my feet wet. So I swapped an empty trailer at QualServe in Fort Smith, headed down to Dallas-Fort Worth. That was going to a Walmart Vision Center. Done this before. I get down there. As Walmart's taking the stuff off my trailer in the back parking lot, I'm on some of these load boards and these apps now, and I'm trying to find something that's just going to take me back to within 50 or 100 miles of Austin. And I'm, so I'm calling a few brokers. And now, so freight rates kind of right now are, you know, slumping. Fuel prices are rising. It's a, it's a 
You know, it's it's an odd economy right now, and I'm going to get into it in a, in a little bit. So I was trying to negotiate rates on certain loads getting back, and I am, and I'm ready to take a hit at this point because I gotta I just I gotta get home anyways because I need the toll pass. So regardless, I almost like how I getting up to Arkansas, I needed to make a buck. Getting back, I needed to at least make a dollar because I'm not gonna drive back 180 miles empty and just burn all that gas. So I almost took this load paying 620 bucks, which was a low per mile rate getting back. But it was, uh, it, but the pickup and drop off times would have been very easy. But that, and, you know, and, but I told this guy, I'll call you back. And right on the next one, found a load paying literally over $4 a mile to get me back to Austin. Now the pickup times drop off was the only sketchy part. Uh, by sketchy, I just mean it was difficult. So it didn't pick up until 8 p.m. that night, and it delivered at 9 a.m. the next morning. So, you know, you're looking at a 13-hour gap of pickup and delivery for something that's really only a three-hour drive. Not to mention, I had already started driving that, that morning. So, and I've mentioned the electronic log uh so it's you know how you have to time it is very tricky so anyways i show up to the shipper which is and i've been here before pulling walmart's actually but this is my first time getting live loaded there now i read the google reviews and it says up oh, if you're getting loaded here get ready to wait for fucking ever and uh right on schedule right on point i waited there for fucking ever but since I'm just going after the money now and I don't care about rolling, um, I didn't care about sitting at the shipper for so long. I took a nap. Uh, I took a long walk in the lot, like walked like two miles. But I got there at 7 p.m., got right to a door, but I didn't get out of there until probably 1 a.m. I, I, who knows? I don't know what these warehouses do. Um, but uh, clearly they're not stacked correctly. But I get out of there, and so now my goal is I'm just going to drive straight to the Pepsi distributor, distributor in Austin. And I'm just going to see if I can park there until they can unload me. And luckily, that's exactly what happened. And I got there around 4.30 in the morning. Guy said, hey, man, just park over there. Check back in with me uh, around 7.30, and I'll get you a door. Perfect. Crashed out for you know close to three hours. Woke up, I got a door immediately, and just how my clock was set up, as soon as I got unloaded, I had like 30 minutes left, and it's just, but from there, I put myself off-duty, personal conveyance, shot myself home. Okay, now I'm waiting on this toll pass. It's Friday, toll pass isn't coming in the mail until Monday, according to USPS tracking, shit. I'm trying to get this toll pass and get on the road trying to get after it now so I make a plan of I'm gonna do it I'm just gonna do something another short haul see if I can make a thousand bucks or whatever uh, hanging around you know within a 300 mile radius of where I'm at maybe I'll shoot out shoot back on Tuesday well find a load going out to Houston on Monday loads that morning any time though, 
uh, between 8 a.m. and 2 p.m. And it doesn't deliver until 8 a.m. or 10 a.m. the next day. So I got two options. I can either get loaded and go straight to Houston, just chill there all day, or get loaded, come home, get the toll pass, then go to Houston, and then branch out from there. During that time period on Monday, that morning is when I found out about my grandmother passing away. So the plan changed to get loaded, come back, get the toll pass, deliver to Houston the next day, and then figure out how to get back to Connecticut. And this was going to be the tough part because just a little insider baseball when it comes to freight rates, freight rates are very good in the Texas, Louisiana, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Kansas, Missouri area. Cheapest fuel in the country right now is also Northwest Arkansas, Missouri, Oklahoma, and Kansas. So it's very convenient that where the rate where the rates are the highest, the fuel is also the cheapest. That's kind of also my goal as an owner operator is to say south of I-70, east of 35, and kind of keep it in that southeast region of the United States because that's where the good paying freight is. It's all very close. It gets me back home almost as often as I want or as needed and in a good enough position for cash flow. Now I need to get myself up to the Northeast where rates are notoriously very bad going in and bad coming out. However, hanging around the Northeast, doing short hauls, going up throughout New England and up and throughout the Tri-State aren't bad. They're very high per mile rates that go short distances. Problems is you're still running into high fuel prices as well as a lot of tolls. But that's just a whole, you know, I'm, I'm not a business operating in the Northeast, so I'm not really too concerned with that. I was going to make sure no matter what I can get myself up to Connecticut, whether I was too late for the services or not, just to go see some family. Luckily, I had all day Monday to figure this out. And that's what I did all day. I spent all day calling brokers nonstop, talking to people. And this is where I wanted to get into it with some of these fucking brokers. Because so if you don't know, so obviously fuel prices are at record highs. So oil companies are raking in record profits. They're making money fucking hand over fist. You know who else is recording top profits? Brokerages. Freight brokers are raking in record profits. C.H. Robinson specifically, as a brokerage, has been pulling in record profits for their first quarter as they're trying to plummet their freight rates and drop them down, drop them down, and fuel prices keep skyrocketing. They're not keeping the rates up with fuel prices. But you want to know what else is really funny? Nothing at the stores seem to end up getting any cheaper. Yet the cost to ship them, they want to make become cheaper as the price of fuel rises. So you know who gets fucked? Are the people who drive trucks. So there's a lot of guys out here and a lot of guys who've been in business for a while who are just not taking the cheap freight. There's your empty shelves. There's a lot of your supply chain shortages is there. So if we want to put blames on anybody, you could talk to these brokers, useless middlemen who are trying to rob uh, drivers blind and rob uh, their other customers blind off of plummeting freight rates. And I've watched loads sit on the load board and get missed because people aren't taking certain loads that are paying like shit. And I, and I, and that's the thing. There was a lot of loads that I was calling for asking and negotiating rates 
and they're just like, no, I can't do it, sorry, no. Or they, or I would get laughed at by brokers. Those loads would get left on the board. So that customer that needed something shipped didn't because the fucking cocksucker who's trying to sell that load is like is sitting there like little Timmy holding out his cup saying, I can't do it for, for that, even though fuel could be $6 a gallon in that fucking state. But anyways, I finally found something paying halfway decent to get me up to Connecticut from Houston. Paying 4800 bucks, so it's just close to 280 a mile. Not that bad going in. And honestly, um, it, uh, I'm, it still be, it's still making out alive. It's still kind of coming out on top with it. But it's also worth it. It's a little bit heavy, and it's going a long distance. And also, it had an odd pickup time. And it's, it's having me run through the night. So I've been burning the midnight oil on this one uh, as it is. So from getting unloaded in Houston, I had to take a 10-hour break. Uh, and luckily, I got it unloaded uh, on time when I did because I was off-duty at the right time to where I was off-duty for 10 hours. So that way, I had a full clock going in to get loaded on Tuesday evening at 8 p.m. Great customer there. Um, I believe they're a Credo Packaging. They're a packaging company. And um, they have a bunch of pallets, material that's going up to a Nestle Waters in Bloomfield, Connecticut. So I got loaded there. I was out of door at 8, and I was out of there at 8.25. These guys were shit hot. Gotta love a shipper that hooks you up like that. Door right away. Loaded off the cuff, less than a half an hour. You really can't beat that. So I got loaded. Boom, started driving. Uh, going on 10 East, because that's the way you got to come up. If you're going to come up from Houston to get back up to the Northeast, take 10 East all the way to 59 North. 59 cuts you through Mississippi into Alabama. And then you... you find, finesse your way up into Tennessee and then from Tennessee you pick up 40 in Knoxville and 81 in Tennessee and then that brings you into Virginia to where I'm at now but uh, this is just a little safety tip here so I was driving through Beaumont I had to sit in a nice two-hour shutdown because they had to divert us all off the highway right around midnight because a guy driving a container container fell off the truck landing on a pickup truck some final destination shit uh and i guarantee the driver of that truck went went to jail because uh that was for, for that to happen it's pure negligence on his end he was like taking the turn too fast and didn't secure that container properly uh and the guy the driver of that pickup truck he had to get transported to the hospital so when you're out there on these highways and byways throughout the united states can't stress enough Give, a, give some of these trucks a following distance uh, they need and you need. Like I said, look, I, I, I'm i doing the next right thing out here. Trust me. If you're anywhere in the vicinity of me, there's, there's no safer place to be than next to fucking lumbar trucking. But some of these other guys out here, they're, you know, they're not doing, they're not always doing the right thing. Like I said, you know, there's 3 million trucks on the road. Guess what? Not all of them are, not all of them are running, you know, in compliance and doing the right thing and all that stuff. And you never know when stuff like that can happen. 
But what you can do is don't don't ride up right behind a, a truck carrying a container that could possibly crush your vehicle. Don't you know if you if if you can't see their mirrors, they can't see you. And where it was definitely the fault of that container, if the pickup truck wasn't you know following behind him, he probably could have missed it. I'm not victim blaming here, but it's true. You give fun. That's why you give following distance. You know that, that's why these questions are on your fucking driver's license tests. But so anyways, that brings you up to speed and where I'm I'm at right now, coming at you recording from Staunton, Virginia. But before I move forward, let's hear a word from our great sponsor over at Keepers Only. This episode is brought to you by Keepers Only. Keepers Only is an eco-friendly and sustainable clothing brand out of New York. Guys, founder Derek Ciliota grew up spending his summers in Montauk, New York on the water. And at the young age of five years old, grew a deep passion for fishing. So much so that it inspired him to create this clothing brand today. With summer around the corner, you're going to want to get some of this apparel, guys. Hoodies, joggers, bucket hats, ball caps, and their very cool, comfortable fishing shirts. And if you're a trucker like me, those fishing shirts will actually come in handy because where sunlight and UV rays are good for you, you're behind the wheel of a truck and in this windshield, it's like being in a permanent greenhouse. Protect yourself. Fishing shirts from Keepers Only. And for all of you out there, you got to go to keepersonly.co and use promo code Lombard Trucking at checkout. That's keepersonly.co and use promo code Lombard Trucking to get 15% off your order. And we're back. But honestly, I feel as though this is a good place to wrap things up. My goal for this week's episode was really to bring you all up to speed on all things owner-operator, give you a little bit more insight into the business side of things. Hey, ever since I picked up the truck, I've received so many messages, kind words, and support. And honestly, I can't thank you all enough for it. It means so much. Uh, I am very driven and very motivated to succeed with this business. A lot of people have been asking, what's the goal? What's next? As always, there are no goals. The goal is to just go as far as it can go until the wheels come off. But as of what's next, it has to do with acquiring the Motor Carrier Authority. Look, I really want to grow this thing. And like I said, I'm very driven to succeed. And there is a reason why, and it's not just money. Yes, is money great? Do I want a fuck ton of it? Hell yeah. Who the fuck doesn't? But a big reason why I'm driven to succeed is I want to be a major voice in this industry. I feel as though I can be very valuable in that, be a good advocate for other truck drivers out there. Um, something I really feel called to do. I also want to be a loud voice and advocate for veterans out there. And coupled with that, like I've mentioned in previous episodes, is I want to be able to give a guy like me an opportunity one day. I'd like another guy like me to be sitting in the, ch- in the interview chair and I want to be able to give them the opportunity that I wasn't given from people over the course of many years. So thank you all once again for your support. And thank you for listening. If you really want to help me with these goals, you can go out there and show this podcast to a friend. Share the YouTube, share the TikTok, the Instagram, at Lombard Trucking. Um, because it's not just me anymore. 
all of that is very relative to the business. Once again, thank you. And as always, if you or anybody you know is interested in getting their CDL, especially now, please reach out to me. And as always, if you ever want to talk, I'll be here.